0: Three of the most popular girls at Regan High accidentally kill the prom queen with a jawbreaker when a kidnapping goes horribly wrong. This is Ryan and this is Ashley
1: and this is ruining Ruining our childhood a weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past
0: that is correct and if this is the first time joining us Mm -hmm. if this is your first time joining us yes is what I meant to say then hi
1: hello
0: sometimes we don't mess up
1: oh no we mess up every time
0: yeah probably welcome Hello.
1: We are a couple. We have an extensive movie collection. A couple
0: of uh,
1: awesome people. Uh, (laughs) And we're going through slowly and surely rewatching ones that we liked as kids to see if they still hold up.
0: Yes, that's the point of this podcast. And if you weren't able to tell by the synopsis that I read, we are doing 1999's classic Classic Jawbreaker starring Rose McGowan. And Rebecca Gayhart, among other people that Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about eventually. And this is a movie for me that I've rewatched a lot. I was 13. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I loved high school comedies. Yeah. This one's darker from what I remember. Mm -hmm. But I did rewatch it. I've probably seen it about 10 times. Okay. From the time I was 13 to probably my early 20s. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've watched it since we've been together.
1: No, I so the only time I remember years. seeing it was uh, back in maybe summer of 99, because me and my friends would get together like every Friday night at someone's house, usually mm-hmm. it's my friend Justine's house. We'd get together, we'd watch a movie, and that's probably why I've seen Austin Powers International Man of Mystery about 900 times, because right. that was like our go-to. Sure. But then there was, you know, we'd rent one from Blockbuster or whatever, and I definitely remember us renting this, but I don't remember much about the movie.
0: I remember quite a bit because I've seen it so many times. I don't know if it will hold up. I do. The thing I do remember and I loved as a kid, it was right before I got into high school was when this movie came out. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had this vision in my head that there was always in every high school, a group of popular girls that were kind of bitchy. Yeah. And there's this scene that I'll always remember where they walk down the hallway and they're, you know, like, everybody's staring at them. Mm-hmm. And I just always thought that that was a thing that happened in high school.
1: <laughs> we did Obviously not. We didn't have the slow motion walk where everybody looked at them. We did, however, have a group of bitchy girls that were yeah. uh, popular. No, I
0: mean, yeah, of course, that but... Was,
1: that came with the territory.
0: Yeah, I don't... Maybe when they walk through the halls, maybe that's what was happening inside their heads, was that slow motion walk. And there's that song... Um, I'll have to look it up after we watch the movie or while we're watching the movie because there's this specific song that they use Uh and I can just remember it vividly because I've seen this movie so much. And like I said, it's a very dark movie. Mm -hmm.
1: Do you think it's going to hold up from what you can remember? I'm going to say no (laughs) because I don't remember it making a huge impression on me. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking even back then I didn't think it was great. Okay. That's my thought process that I'm going with. So I'm going to say no. What about you?
0: Um, I totally skipped our whole... Uh, yeah,
1: we can go back to okay. it we'll <laughs> uh,
0: Sorry, folks. I don't think it's going to hold up because I feel like there's some parts that are going to be a little questionable
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for 2019. Yeah. And a lot of jokes about eating disorders, if I remember correctly, and... Maybe even some slut shaming. I want to say.
1: I could see, yeah, ninety nine. I could see that being a so. A case. We'll
0: we'll definitely see, but yeah, hit us with some nineteen ninety nine facts.
1: Okay, this movie was released on February nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Shout out to Jason. Uh, budget was three and a half million dollars, and it only made three point one million dollars. So it was made for made on the cheap, and then really didn't, didn't make any much make much money. Uh, some facts about the great year that was 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest TV shows would be Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, ER, and Friends. The popular songs of the time was uh, Angel of Mine by Monica, Share, and Believe. And let's go with Enrique Iglesias "Bailamos." Let the rhythm take you over. Uh, popular movies, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, and that was just in terms of money. I think we can all agree, not in terms of fan response. <laughs> and number two, The Sixth Sense, and number three, Toy Story 2. Shout out to Toy Story 4.
0: Yeah, we just saw it this weekend. Yeah.
1: It was very good.
0: Very, very good. Do kaboom! Sorry. C- calm down. I know. So, we did this all out of order. Yeah, we did. And I'm,
1: like, totally out of it. Where can uh, it be streamed? So
0: according to good old Google, they mm-hmm. said that weird?
1: Google 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 Google
0: Google. Okay. Anyway, um, you can stream it for free on Crackle. Oh. If you don't know what Crackle is, it's just one of those apps that you don't have to pay. I don't yeah. even think they require you to sign on. It's just like movies. I think they might have they ads. They commercials. So, yeah. That was what I do. Which remember. is annoying. Yeah gotten to the point in my life where I don't want to see commercials. I'm the only thing I ever
1: it. really watched on there was uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, which now is on Netflix. Netflix so. Where you don't have to watch commercials. Yeah, you don't have to watch commercials anymore.
0: Um, and then you can also rent it off all of the apps that you can rent off. Vudu, Amazon Prime, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. If you like.
1: Or be a cool kid and have it on DVD. And yes. problem solved.
0: And I bought it because, again... It's one of my favorite movies as a child, and I do want to go over the fact that this movie was not appropriate for a thirteen-year-old.
1: I could, I want to say it was an R rating, so it makes sense that it would not be appropriate for you to be watching, young lady.
0: But my, my parents did not <laughs> nah. filter what I watched. Nah. I mean, they were working a lot, so I kind of just rented what I wanted to rent.
1: And I would say my friends' parents didn't filter things the best. They would let us rent basically whatever we wanted. Yeah. And then, if I didn't watch it at my friend's house, I had, old, I had older brothers. I had older brothers. <laughs> yeah, take Same. a shot. Yeah, they would run it for you.
0: That's true. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how I rented this movie, because my brother was already like 17, 18. So.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: Yeah, plus I grew up in a small town. I don't know if they really, the person at the, the IGA that we rented movies from really cared or paid attention
1: no and back in the day i would say like in eighth and ninth grade was when i really started going to the movies a lot with my friends they rarely would not sell us a ticket to an r-rated movie yeah and if they refused we would just do the old let's buy it for the pg movie and wander into the r-rated movie
0: yeah pretty much
1: pro tip for the kids out there
0: there's always going to be that one person that takes their job way too seriously though you know The buy the book, buy the book, Susan. Yeah.
1: Derek over there going, no,
0: what's your ID? Derek's 17. He's like, I'm an assistant manager.
1: Like the guy who refused to give me and my friend Daniel a student ticket when we were like 13. Yeah. Because our school didn't actually issue a school ID. So therefore they went, you don't, we can't give it to you. You don't have a school ID. We were kids. Yeah. And he was like, you have to buy the adult ticket. You were children. Yeah and you looked like a baby we both did yeah yeah we were little babies like 13 years old and they're like nope you gotta buy the adult ticket (laughs) i'm like you're just really short Yeah. adults like our school doesn't give ids you Uh, do
0: that's amazing yeah so we're gonna go ahead and hit the pausey pause and we're gonna watch some jawbreaker and we'll be right back
1: We're back, and we're going to go ahead, and we just finished watching Jawbreaker.
0: Jawbreaker!
1: And we're going to go ahead and break down our movie like we always do. We're going to kick it off. I'm going to make a phone call using my corded phone that's in the shape of some lips, and I'm going to call (laughs) Ashley, and we're going to talk about some technology. You're going to call me? I'm going to call you.
0: But I'm in the same room as you.
1: But what happens if I just call to say I love you like Stevie Wonder? (laughs) (laughs) so weird. Anyway, yeah, yeah,
0: that was amazing.
1: Yeah. What technology did you notice?
0: The first thing I noticed was the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you've seen this movie, you know that the girls kidnap their friend for her birthday. Yeah. And they stuff a jawbreaker in her throat, hence the movie title Jawbreaker.
1: It would be weird if they would have called it Tootsie Roll. Pop. (laughs)
0: She probably wouldn't th- have died. Well, she still might have died. She might have died. But Blocking anyway. That air passage. I don't know if that's physically capable of happening. I don't know. I feel like
1: Well, if she might have accidentally choked, that was a pretty good sized jawbreaker. It goes down your throat, blocks your windpipe.
0: Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, how wide is her throat that she was able to... I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, anyway, let's talk about technology. <laughs> um Bring was it back to the conversation. A, Rose McGowan's character, Courtney Shane. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a country singer. Yeah. Takes a picture. Oh, sorry. I know. I hit the mic every time. Yes, like, I did. don't know where it is.
1: And you know, it's funny because I am the one who is internationally known for talking with his hands. 15 episodes yet to hit the microphone. Yet. Hey. <laughs> yet Just to hit say. the
0: microphone? Yet. Anyway, she took a picture of Liz who is in the trunk dead they didn't know she was dead and with a polaroid camera yes they did and it was an old ass polaroid camera i know they've made a comeback in the recent years Mm -hmm. as kind of like a retro thing yeah but they also didn't shake the picture yeah it just developed on its own
1: outcast would have been surely disappointed
0: yeah you're supposed to shake it (laughs) like a
1: polaroid picture Note alert uh what did you notice uh i noticed uh, i made reference to the corded lip phone i noticed yeah. fern also had a corded phone in a just obnoxiously massive alarm clock which i don't even know that i'm sure they still sell them but i don't know that they're as popular as say once were
0: alarm clocks in general probably yeah
1: because just use your phone
0: yeah use your phone it's 2019
1: and there was a scene where i want to say it's uh i think it was Courtney Shane makes a phone call on a cell phone, and she pulls out the antenna on the yes. cell phone, and it was like a six-inch antenna.
0: Was <laughs> it when she called?
1: She calls the school to like say that uh, Liz, Liz wasn't going to be at school; yeah. she was sick. And curveball, she's dead. She she dies. Spoiler alert. Yes. Yeah, and then there was just things in the background, like there was a super thick laptop, and Yeah. Was, yeah, the huge.
0: I will say they didn't rely heavily on it and i know we've said that before but it's it's a good thing when movies don't rely too heavily on the technology because that is like the number one thing i think that dates movies Mm -hmm. so yeah that's the only thing other than courtney uses a payphone to call the detective which i'm like you have a cell phone you used it earlier what happened to your cell phone lady
1: but that was back when like a cell phone battery lasted about 10 minutes.
0: Also, so. maybe she didn't want to call the detective on the phone she used to call the school to pretend to be Liz's mother. Touche. She's a smart one, sort of. Not really. <laughs> was there anything else?
1: Uh, No, that was about it. I
0: did want to talk about the soundtrack because it had some gems. Delightful. Yeah, it had some, yeah, it had some letters Cleo mm-hmm. and uh, Veruca
1: Salt. Volcano the, Girls is on the it. The Cars. Yes. One of my all-time favorites, Dean motherfucking Martin. Yes. Jamming out. Weird,
0: weird choice of song. Yeah.
1: And then the song that you made reference to earlier uh, when they were like slow motion walking down the hall, yeah. uh, Yoo-Hoo by Imperial Teen.
0: I didn't even know who that was. We had to look it up. I just know that, that song. When I think of that yeah. song, I think of that the movie in that scene. Because they do it like three times where they're walking yeah. down the mm-hmm. hall. Definitely. In slow motion. And then the Donnas play their prom.
1: Like they do in every movie that was made in 1999. <laughs> yeah. We
0: looked it up. It was driving me crazy. I was like, mm. I know there was another movie. Yeah. And it's funny to me because this movie does follow that classic teen Everything um, movie. Everything leads to prom. Everything leads to prom.
1: All roads lead to prom.
0: Which gave you high expectations for prom as a teenager. Yeah. Because that's... Revelations happened in movies... People confess their, their yeah. undying love to people, or sometimes they accidentally convince them. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. A co- murder confession. A yeah. Uh We did have the drama that I've told you about multiple times that occurred at my prom. And, uh, yeah, where we had the flyers in the bathroom.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, do... no
1: need to bring that back up. Ah, so yeah.
0: Well, that just shows you that sometimes certain things are realistic, because yeah. teenagers are assholes. That is correct. That have no conscience. Yeah,
1: that is correct.
0: Some of them do. I think I did. But I was also a follower, so. Touche. It was just like p- being popular or being moral. <laughs> popularity wins every
1: time. 60% of the time, popularity wins every time. <laughs> Brian Fantana. you're
0: welcome um should we move on to our second category
1: yes we shall
0: this category is called kids would call it a throwback we call it the prime of our teens and this is where we talk about fashion choices and offensive jokes dated references and what did you have
1: uh the fashion choices my god wonderful uh yes um i noticed one of the characters her name was marcy fox that was played by superstar actress julie benz yeah foxy uh, she had a necklace that said foxy on it yes she wore it pretty much every scene i think
0: she did that was her thing uh,
1: yeah um i noticed i want to say it was rebecca hart's character was wearing this like metal bead necklace and oh okay i definitely yeah. remember like having friends that wore them but they're usually like uh, some of the like kids that were like kind of emo or punk rocker kids, not like little wannabe prisses. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. She so was a little very weird preppy. that was wearing that. Uh, what were some of the ones you noticed? When I, I
0: definitely watched. noticed the foxy necklace because I, I had an angel one for a while because mm-hmm. that was very popular. Good
1: choices were made when yes. we were child. <laughs> um, when, when we were, we're a child. child. Yep. The thing I stop.
0: noticed was a lot of Julie's wardrobe. She, which was Rebecca Gayhart's character, she wore a zigzag headband, mm-hmm. which I had tens of those. <laughs> tens?
1: Tens of, tens of them.
0: I literally probably had like five. five um.
1: <laughs> there was tens of them. We're also talking about the size of our audience. <laughs> tens of people. Uh, take a shot.
0: I meant to say <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um... But mm. they used to break all the time because mm. I had really thick hair, and I would get headaches, and sometimes they would scratch your skull. Mm. Let me
1: know if you had those same issues. But the other thing, when she was wearing that, she had her hair curled with like this oh. weird flip out. Yeah, almost like <sighs> she looked a little
0: bit like '50s style.
1: Yeah, but what, rem- what reminded me of is in the movie Monsters Inc. Yeah, the girl that Mike Wazowski dates. She has, oh, like, the yes. snake tentacles. And it,
0: they're, like, perfectly...
1: Perfectly curled uh, up. Yeah. So that's what I thought of. Yeah.
0: Um, I remember the zigzag headbands sometimes. I would always put them around my neck, and then you pushed them up over your face. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would hit my eyes. <laughs> they were so dangerous. Um, and the other thing she had was these, like, kind of mod-style glasses that were, like, really thick-rimmed. Like, kind of 60. Yeah. Yes. In every fucking color.
1: They all did. Yes. Like, if you were wearing purple, you had these purple oval plastic glasses. And then my favorite was the ones that uh, Rebecca Gayhart was wearing at one point. They were black with yellow lenses. Yes. And I was just like, oh, God. she, yeah, terrible.
0: What else did you notice? Because I have a couple others.
1: I noticed there was a guy rocking... Uh, It was basically a Peyton Manning college jersey when he went to the University of uh, Tennessee. So it was like a burnt orange. Mm -hmm. So he's wearing this jersey, but he had it tied in a knot in the back to make it tight on him. Which I was like, no guy would wear a jersey like that.
0: Like That's a little weird.
1: And one of my favorite was there was a scene towards the end where uh, Courtney Shane's wearing this sweater that is a turtleneck, mm-hmm. and it looks like... Is it argyle when it's the yeah. diamond pattern? It looks like it's an argyle pattern, but what you realize is all the diamonds are literally just cut out.
0: Her wardrobe was interesting because it was very... She wore a lot of corsets, which yeah. reminded me of uh, Easy A, yeah. when Emma Stone's character decides to, like, well, I guess they're going to call me, sled so I'm going to dress like one. Yeah. She was rocking those a lot, uh, Rose McGowan's character, and... There was a scene where she was wearing capris. It was mm-hmm. like her perfect per, uh, purple outfit. Yeah. And she was wearing like a little tie. Neckerchief. She looks like she was cast in Greece. That is correct.
1: Interesting enough, we'll talk about that later. Yeah.
0: And the other thing I noticed was Zach, who's the Julie's love interest. Mm-hmm. He's the drama nerd, Uh, you know, alternative guy. He had the perfectly coiffed floppy hair yeah it it was just almost annoying how perfectly coiffed it was. His hair was it was glorious. like it's messy but it probably takes me five hours to do <laughs> um but yeah all the clothing was brightly colored i do remember watching this as a 13 year old and going i wish i looked like rose mcgowan i wish because she's like perfectly curvy mm-hmm. it was just so horrible expectations because these women are obviously all in their 20s
1: and you know it's funny though, and this is this is gonna sound mean, but then Rose McGowan, who has she was a pretty girl, like you said, she had perfect curves. She went and got a bunch of plastic surgery and really messed up her face. She
0: did, and but honestly, sad. I mean, there's a lot of pressure for women to not age. Age, yeah. And when you're an actress and beauty is like your half of your job, yeah, it it sucks because it's... there's a, plenty of women that have ruined their faces trying to stay young. Young.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, man.
0: And plenty of men, too. Touche. So, I mean, it's just, it Mm -hmm. just sucks. I mean, some people age really gracefully and. Yeah. Or, you know, never do anything and they age perfectly well. And Mm -hmm. then some people just don't have great genes.
1: Yeah.
0: We're all going to die.
1: Yeah. No, the last one (laughs) that I had was, it was literally, we'll just call it the uh, Marcy Fox hair. Oh. Uh, she at one point had these little pigtails, and then at the prom she has her hair crimped, and I'm just like, oh man. This... She did have the little like the little zigzags. Which what what movie re- were we reviewing?
0: I think it might have been the might have been American Pie because mm-hmm. it was the same year, but had the little like knots in her hair in the top, uh, and they were like coming out like zigzaggy.
1: That, and then also, I think, Jamie Presley's character. That's Harley what Wright. it was, yeah. which
0: also came out.
1: Like a year before. Yeah,
0: 98. Mm-hmm. So, definitely a lot of things. Ooh, and Julie's uh, large-as-fuck hoop earrings.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: So big. That's How did you not accidentally rip your earlobe out <laughs> from how big those things are? I had a couple of those. I remember hoop earrings being a thing in sixth grade, though. so that was like a couple years before this Mm -hmm. maybe they were over a span of time or they just kept getting bigger and i remember like j-lo kind of brought them back yeah with the writing and uh yeah
1: j-lo's i could not wear earrings
0: that long because they start to
1: hurt yeah
0: did you have any dated references
1: i did the they go to a movie uh drive-in movie theater which it's closed down right Yeah. so go figure there was a scene where uh, Zach is driving Julie home because uh-huh. she, she's gotten kicked out of the clique. And so she was going to take the bus and he's like, oh, do you want to ride home? So he drops her off. And I realized the door locks on his car were dice.
0: Interesting. I didn't yeah. notice
1: that. I was like, ooh, fancy. But did you have any?
0: I like that Marcy's dad, she's having dinner. And I won't say who her dad is because that's going to be coming up mm-hmm. um he references tiffany and he just starts singing
1: i think you're i think uh, we're alone now
0: yeah yeah i re- always remember that part i i did like that they really had to go with that zach's in drama so he's maybe gay yeah because you can't be in acting nah. unless you're uh, Gotta be, gay. Gay. Gotta be gay and uh i'm pretty sure courtney said to Violet, we can't guarantee his hetero status so that was amazing <laughs> yeah And then towards the end of the movie, they start making more lesbian references to Mm -hmm. Violet slash Fern, which is Judy Greer's character. Like they were calling her carpet munchers and stuff, which I do. I think she may have had a crush on Liz. I don't know. I don't know if we're supposed to take it like she was like attracted to Liz or if she just, you know, wanted to be her so bad that everything that Liz did was like perfect, which Liz is the character that unfortunately dies in the beginning of the movie so
1: yeah yeah they don't really kind of they show like maybe she was idolizing her type of thing but also like you said there could have been some uh romantic interest in there
0: definitely um
1: the other one that i noticed was uh when zach does drive um julie home i keep Uh wanting to just call her her real name and she writes her phone number on his hand nice stuff we don't do anymore and I'm like, was... I don't even know my own phone. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I literally, one time I was filling out a job application. So this was 20 years ago. And they asked me what my phone number was. And I had to call my friend <laughs> to ask him. I literally was like, this is going to sound stupid and I am not joking, but what is my phone number?
0: I mean, it's true in the sense that you don't call
1: yourself. exactly, And I, and Daniel, luckily he picked up and he was just like, are you joking? And I was like, <laughs> I go, I never call myself. And he's like, valid point. And he gave me my phone number and I was like, all right, I'll talk to you later. I feel
0: like now, like when you're buying something online or filling out any forms online, that's the only time you use your phone number. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, it seems like I use it more. Yeah. But when you're younger, how many f- forms are you filling out? <sighs>
1: And I yeah. just, it was one of those days I just had a brain fart. I was like, I know my phone number, but not that day. <laughs> um, a couple of other other uh, more offensive things was like they refer to the Karen Carpenter table at yes. school. I'm like, ah, it's always classy. They're and talking I...
0: about how they don't eat in front of people. Yep. Which really also is a great lesson to teach young girls who are watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Don't eat in front of boys because they'll think you're fat and they'll think about you pooping.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then also they referenced the uh, deaf, dumb, and blind tables at school. Yes. During that scene. And I was just like, ah, just all the classiness.
0: I almost feel like they could get away with that now because of how horrible Rose McGowan's character is. She is this horrible person. Yeah. Who does not give a fuck. She is the Regina George. I mean, I like to use that movie because everybody's seen Mean Girls, right? I would hope. But she is like the Regina George, but worse because she's there's no redeeming qualities about her. Yeah. No. Hey guys, we want to talk to you a little bit about the Podcoin app.
1: Yes, the Podcoin app. It pays you to listen to Ruining Our Childhood as well as your other favorite podcasts. You can use the Podcoin you earn to claim gift cards for some of your favorite stores. What? Starbucks? Check.
0: Amazon. Correct. Target. Uh, yeah. Seriously, guys, this is pretty legit. Join the Podcoin app today on iPhone or Android. And I said join, but yeah. I meant download. You've
1: got download. And it.
0: use code RUINING to get 300 Podcoin just for signing up.
1: That's 300 Podcoin for using R U I N I N G.
0: That's how you spell Ruining, just
1: in case you don't know that. Yes.
0: So if you're basically listening to podcasts all day anyways, while you're working or driving or doing anything, might as well make some money off the deal. Am I right?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, free coffee for something you're already doing sounds fantastic.
0: It does sound fantastic. (laughs) Take a shot. So go give the PodCoin app a try today. And also don't forget to listen to Ruining Our Childhood and make some money, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Should we move on?
1: I think we shall. We're going to go ahead and move on to our next category. Well, hello there. Yes. It's our category where we talk about any cameos or famous, recognizable actors or actresses that we may have forgot were in the movie. And in my case, I just wrote down like, holy crap, this person's in a hook Because I literally, totally outside forgot. of like the only, like the main three characters, I didn't remember anybody in this. So I was that guy.
0: Did Did I spoil the Judy Greer for you by mentioning Uh, her?
1: A little bit, but oh. yeah i would have remembered that
0: i always remember her character because she's a she's pretty a,
1: prominent character
0: yeah she is my first one that i was excited that i saw was carol Kane. Mm-hmm. um she played i'm guessing the principal they just call her mrs sherwood and she had her own office so i'm guessing she's the principal yeah, but they never so. really make they don't call her principal sherwood so mm-hmm. it's hard to say but she is a teacher slash teacher authority figure at the school yeah and it's i i just love her because obviously unbreakable kimmy schmidt kimmy schmidt and she's been in a bunch of things God. scrooged
1: when i was a little kid she i would watch reruns of taxi with my mom and mm-hmm. she played andy kaufman's uh, wife on that show yes which just tells you how many years carol kane's she looks so crazy. young in this movie I, that's the thing i was like this is 1999 and she was on taxi in the late 70s yeah. early 80s she looks fantastic in it.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, what was another one? That...
1: One that I picked up on was Pam Greer as Detective Vera Cruz, which I didn't get. At one point, she literally was uh, there interviewing the kids about the death of their friend. And she says to the one of them, she was like, I'm Detective Cruz. But she like went with this heavy Latino accent. Yeah. When she said Cruz <laughs> But then she talked everything else like Pam Greer would talk. Right. And I was just like, well, if you wanted someone I... Latino, why didn't you get someone Latino? Yeah. Why did you get Pam Greer?
0: I don't know. Maybe she's supposed to be from the Dominican
1: Republic. Maybe. But yeah, it's was like, this was... Dumb.
0: It was weird. I, I do. Because I was just... When she said... I think she was introducing herself to... Mrs. Shearwood, Carol Kane's character, that sounds right. and she's like, "I'm Detective Vera Cruz," and I'm yeah. like, is her last name Vera Cruz? Cause that's a name, or is it Vera Cruz?" But, it but was, then later she says, she "Detective like, Cruz."
1: Cruz, or you, but you can call me Vera. And then also, I was like, for a second, I went, "Is Pam Greer gonna talk with a Spanish accent the entire movie?" And I was like, this. "Let's watch." And then no, she just went back to talking normal. She
0: just, yeah, it's like the really white people that say. If they say like guacamole, like yeah. really,
1: it's a guacamole or fajitas. Fajitas. Yeah. Like, don't, de don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, and Jeff Conway played Marcy's dad, and
1: he was on Taxi with Carol and Cain. also in Greece. In Greece, yeah, yeah, we mentioned Greece earlier, but yeah, that's what I was like.
0: Oh, he was on. Taxi. And he has a lovely singing voice.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. he is not with us anymore. Yeah. Longer.
0: He looked really good in this movie, though. Yeah. But I don't
1: Before, know. Drugs ruined his life.
0: Who else do you have?
1: Uh, I noticed Tatiana Lee. Which, ironically, has, like, little to no lines in the movie. I didn't even know her name
0: until halfway through the movie.
1: I didn't even pick up on her name. She Uh, was just kind of sat in the background.
0: There's a scene... Because in the beginning of the movie, Rebecca Gayhart, she sits behind her in one of the classes. Like anatomy or something like that. Yeah. And then later in the movie, when Rebecca Gayhart has been pushed out of the group because go figure she wanted to call the police the minute all this shit happened but Mm -hmm. then rose McGann was like we're gonna get in trouble even though maybe probably not even yeah they're really making it a big deal i mean it is a big deal you murder your friend but it was an accident yeah and if you call the police right after an accident less likely something bad's gonna happen to you lesson learned kids (laughs) um but yeah like she's she's like oh hey brenda and I was like, okay, Tatiana mm. Lee's character's name is Brenna, and she's a cheerleader. Name And is she has, Brenda. like, five lines. Yeah. The other person I saw, but I remembered him, but I know you hadn't seen the movie, it was Marilyn Manson. Yes. Who, at the time, was dating Rose McGowan. Mm-hmm.
1: And he looked extremely normal, because he did not have any of his Marilyn Manson get-up on, so he just no, looked he like... Just looked- we actually commented, we're like, he looked like Pablo Schreiber as Ooh. Porn Stash from Orange is a New Black. He did. Like, He just looked like him if he had long hair. Like,
0: That's true. You know, if they ever did a Marilyn Manson biopic,
1: I would cast him in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah Pablo Schreiber. Pablo Schreiber. Then I noticed Lisa Robin Kelly, uh, who played Eric Foreman's sister on, on that 70, that 70 show. show. She has a very small part. I think she maybe has one line
0: yeah she just like she just i don't maybe she was in the rest of the movie and i never noticed her mm-hmm. but the first time i noticed her was when everybody's making fun of fern and throwing stuff at her in yeah. the hallway and she that was like oh that's the girl from that 70s show and then in the prom scene at the very end she's like in their little girl group yeah she's literally credited as
1: cheerleader number two oh wow like she's yeah they no fucks were given with that name <laughs>
0: Did you have anybody else? Because I think that was all I had.
1: Uh, just the other one. And we mentioned it prior was the Donna's. Uh, oh, yes. In it. But that's
0: that's all I had. Awesome. Let's move on to our next category called Is It Even Good? Where we discuss the plot and the casting choices. And we tell you our funniest and cringiest picks of the movie. What about the plot for you?
1: I think the plot was fine. I'm not going to say it was good, but it was fine that's all I have to say. Kids, you know, because I, I think it's believable that kids would uh kidnap their friend on their birthday because yeah. like, what, what they, they said they were going to take her to go get waffles. Yeah. Like, that was the big plan. Like, I'm like, that's In believable. her underwear. Yeah. Well, nice friends. You know, kidnap her. But I remember like, at the school I went to, they would do kind of like a hazing for like the cheerleading squad and stuff. They would yeah. go kidnap the new freshmen every year and They'd make them dress up in the most embarrassing crap they could find in their bedroom. So I'm like, that was, that was believable. I'm like, the idea that your friend dies in the trunk of your car and you don't give a crap? Within 10 minutes, you're like, wow, it's, we gotta go to school.
0: That's definitely, the mostly Rose McGowan's character, Courtney. Yeah. Is And that's kind of how you know, like, maybe she did it on They never really even say if she did it on purpose. No. But... At the same time, they did, at the beginning of the movie, Judy Greer is actually narrating mm-hmm. and talking about the this group of girls that she idolizes. And she talks about the fact that Courtney was always jealous of Liz because she's this pure, you know, soul. She's nice to people who aren't inside their little bubble. Yeah. And I mean, her last name is Pur, <laughs> So. Yeah. I always it feel like par. she's pure and perfect. Perfect. I agree. The plot was over the top. The It was more believable than a movie that I kind of compared to as Heather's mm-hmm. because it's this dark teen comedy Yeah. Uh, set in high school. And the sense that it was an accident is a little realistic, but I just don't feel like the overall plan and ha- all the stuff that happened afterward. So pretty much the whole movie <laughs> was not believable. No. But I also felt like it was realistic that it was so easy for the police to believe that Liz was a slut. Yeah. And that she wasn't innocent and she put herself in harm's way by being promiscuous, which was all like Courtney's plan after she dies.
1: My thing was, we've watched, fun fact about me and Ashley, we love true crime. Yes. One of our jams is forensic files keep that in mind folks for possible future reference on a future podcast that we might do so they carry liz out of the trunk of the car where right. they had her and when they pump the pop the trunk she a rigor mortis has already set in she looks like she's been dead for a week right issue there she
0: was like baking in a trunk for but i feel day? like
1: but no they that was literally they put her in the trunk and then they went to go to get breakfast and they open it up and she's dead rigor oh, mortis okay. set in, about when eyes glossed over after they school. carry her upstairs after school and this girl looks amazing she looks like the miss beauty queen that she was supposed to have been she's tan and everything there's no more rigor mortis right they get her upstairs back to rigor mortis yeah, bruising blood just gross yeah so they're gonna <laughs> just, s- gross. just gross. they're gonna stage a crime scene right now fun fact about rigor mortis It is really hard to move a body. Joints don't move. So they're going to stage her that her legs are open. You can hear them breaking her legs. Yeah. So I'm like, when the police get there and start their investigation, they're going to notice, holy crap, what happened to this dead body?
0: When they do the (laughs) autopsy, they're going to be like, there's definitely some breakage that happened post-
1: post rigor mortis yeah
0: no and i'm like dna like their dna is everywhere like how other yeah. than maybe they could be like well maybe they had a sleepover a couple of nights before and then she didn't take a shower for two days i don't know
1: yeah i was just it was a really poor staging of crime scene
0: yeah they are 17 year old <laughs> girls yeah
1: so they wouldn't have gotten away with this at
0: all no i'm guessing maybe they're uh the police forensic team is very slow oh yeah because yeah, no, i think i'd be like why is your dna all over this potty yeah like no hair fell like these <laughs> girls have long hair yeah nothing fell out on the bed that they're just nope
1: Mm-mm. we're Mm-mm.
0: we're being way too realistic
1: yeah, with that's that. what we do let's go ahead and break down this movie that was made for enjoyment
0: um what did you think about the casting
1: terrible casting <laughs> everyone and this goes along with Literally every teen movie that I've ever seen, with the exception of Heather's, everyone's way too effing old to be playing the character. That's true. I think Rebecca Gayhart was probably pushing 30.
0: That doesn't surprise me.
1: And that's always my issue about any teen movie. I'm like, you could get people that were a little bit younger. Right. Some of the people...
0: Early 20s, at least.
1: Yeah. The one girl who was just like an extra during the prom scene. Yes. She might have been 55.
0: She looked... Like, they found her on a street corner, because what she was wearing was...
1: She looked like a lady of the night. She looked
0: like a lady of the night. But, like, one that's been doing that for 20 years.
1: The contents, She looked rough. <laughs> the contents of her purse would have been whatever controlled substance she had an illegal prescription cool. for, and an AARP card.
0: We're not talking about a high-end <laughs> sex worker here. We're no. talking about... Somebody that
1: frequents the skid row of your local city. Yeah. <laughs> she was right She,
0: she, and that's the thing. My, that's my thing is I noticed when we we're watch, rewatching these movies is, is extras that, I don't know, maybe they were just like, we don't have to deal with a bunch of kids yeah. and we need people that look similar to our actors who are in their mid twenties. <laughs> so let's just cast a bunch of random people. Some randos we found
1: somewhere. Open casting call.
0: Because a lot of them did look way, way old in this one compared to other movies that we've seen.
1: Yeah, they looked brutal. Yeah. I mean, she looked road hard and put away wet. Gross. Gross. (laughs) So gross. I know.
0: I felt like the Julie part and the Marcy part, which were played by Julie Benz and Rebecca Gayhart, could have been filled by anybody. Yeah. Their characters, other than Julie had a conscience and she obviously was better friends with Liz than the other two girls. She just didn't bring that much to the the part as some other characters did. Mm-hmm. I did feel that, like, Rose McGowan did make the Courtney part, though. I mean, somebody else could have done just as well, but just her delivery was...
1: She was okay. I'll say that. <laughs>
0: I'm glad. We're not going to agree on this, are we?
1: No, we are not. Um, she was okay, though. I didn't think she was terrible.
0: Uh, what was your funniest line or moment?
1: Mine was the entire award ceremony, because apparently in this high school, it's always award season, uh, <laughs> the award ceremony where they give out prom king and queen, and they had already given out the king award, and then they, big surprise, whoop de doo Rose McGowan wins prom queen. And they start playing a recording of her saying, like, I killed Liz, and what are you going to do about it? Like, and it's, yeah. everyone's like, wait a minute, that's her voice. She's standing there on stage while this is played about 15 times on a loop. Just no fucks left to give. She does not care. She's just like, and it's also, I'm like, that's my knock on Rose McGowan was just that portion where Mm -hmm. she's just kind of standing there like no reaction. But then I just, the best thing ever is then she walks off stage and they're playing this lovely Dean Martin song and she's there. Everyone's just throwing flowers at her because they're like, you bitch. Yeah. You know, that's what should happen, and she's just like pulling her hair out. The makeup's running, and she's just having a meltdown and losing in her shit. Yes. All the while, right before that, when they announced her as queen, they dropped balloons from the ceiling, which is filmed in slow motion. But the balloons are dropping yeah. at a rapid rate. They, <laughs> like we're they like, did heavy. you feel fill them with like bricks? They're just plummeting. So. It was more funny on how bad it was.
0: Yeah. I, I also wrote down that scene as like a secondary funny moment because it's the one I always remember from having seen this so much mm-hmm. is just how everything happens. But I do agree with you. She kind of. But I think in the beginning when she hears herself do the confession, mm-hmm. she's almost like processing like, is this really happening? Because I think the whole movie she's felt untouchable. That yeah. she's outsmarted all these people and that nothing bad could ever happen to her. And then all of a sudden, everything is coming back at her. Mm. And she's just like, "Uh, what? Yeah. But um, my funniest one was just a line that Judy Greer says, Fern. And she's like, she's so evil. And she's only in high school. Like, <laughs> it was just funny the way she said it, because it's true. Like, it is why true. is Courtney so evil yeah, at 17 point. years old?
1: Yeah. Who knows
0: uh what was your cringiest
1: there's a scene towards the beginning i think they're in an anatomy class and there was a guy who he looks over at rose mcgowan who like she's clearly the popular girl so right. he sticks his oh. tongue out at her yeah his name's dane fun fact about dane he looks about 40 he does but he's also not that old. I did look up the actor. He's now forty-five. But okay. He, and this movie, he looks old. But he like his cheekbones would fight you. They were so sharp. <laughs> he sticks his tongue out at her, and then they in editing he wags it at her, which is cringy. And they make the they make like a, a th- noise, yeah. and I was just like. That's cheesy as fuck. I don't know why it was in there. I don't know. It added nothing to the movie, but they it, put that in there.
0: It made it cheesy and yeah. gross. Like, why is that here? My cringiest moment or line, just because it didn't go over well for me, was the whole, like, Courtney monologue. Uh, Once Fern has discovered that these girls accidentally killed their friend, because mm-hmm. she's dropping homework off at Liz's house, and... Courtney's trying to convince her to not tell anybody, and that she'd make her Pop. one of them. Yes, she'll mm-hmm. make them popular. And then Re- Rebecca Gayhart's character, Julie, is like, "You can't hide the truth from the makeover." And just that whole like scene of all of their dialogues was painful. Painful, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cheesy and not great. Mm,
1: <laughs> no. Mm-mm.
0: So I just that overall moment, I I, I didn't like that. Um, did you have any additional things? Because I have a couple.
1: There's a scene where Julie and Zach, Julie tells Zach that we killed Liz. Yeah. And he's she's like, wait a minute, there's proof. We need to go to the parking lot where they took the Polaroid picture at and... the very beginning of the movie. Right. And they pull into the parking lot, they get out of the car, <laughs> and they look for the Polaroid for picture for, I think, if I had timed it, about 1.25 seconds. Yeah, I mean, they get out you, and they went. Well, it's not here.
0: It's kind of like little kids when you're like, find, find something or find your shoes, and they <laughs> look around for five seconds and they're like, I can't find them. I can't find them. them.
1: That was them. Yeah,
0: they and did was, not look very hard. I was like, well, that was
1: pointless. And why did you even put it in the movie? It,
0: it was, and I, I like how he was so like okay with the whole thing too. Yeah. Oh, you killed wasn't your freaked out. Wasn't freaked out at well, all. Oh, well,
1: that's cool. You're still um, really pretty. It's okay that you killed someone. <laughs>
0: I found the weird montages that they did of after uh, Fern agrees to let them make her one of them. Oh, yeah. There's that weird thing where they show Liz's body and it's almost like steampunk. Yeah. It was like an artsy thing, I think. It was just really weird and out of place. And then there was another one
1: where there's a montage of... uh... Rebecca Gayhart, she obviously has guilt about what happened. And she is standing in her backyard, staring into the pool. And she sees Liz, like, rising out of the pool in a wet t-shirt that's see-through.
0: Yeah, you can see her nipples.
1: And I go, was this designed to portray the guilt she has? Or is this something to entertain young boys?
0: That's what I, I... It seemed unnecessary incredibly you know, unnecessary. It reminded like, me. Pointless. <laughs> it did remind me a little bit of Veronica Mars, which is a favorite of ours. Mm-hmm. When um Veronica's thinking about Lily, her best friend who dies. If you've never seen the show, you should definitely check it out. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's going to be
1: available on Hulu July 1st. Yes, because the
0: new season is coming out. I'm so yeah. excited. Anyway, <laughs> nerd alerts. Um both of us. But when she's thinking about Lily and she sees her in the pool. Yeah. But she's just, you know, on a floaty thing and it's it's not like overly sexual or anything. Yeah. And it's like an ode to Lily. No. Whereas like this is this yeah, it was weird. It was, it was like a teenage boys.
1: That's what Like that is this for.
0: fast time at Ridgemont High exactly. when Kates is coming out of the water? Like what's going on here, people? <sighs> so weird. And there was another the one I was talking about, but that was a good one. Was there was a random montage of kids looking jawbreakers. Yeah, because Pam Greer goes on this tangent about Jawbreakers, which I get it—that's the name of the movie. Uh-huh. But what, what, why? Yeah,
1: they were like five-year-olds, just sitting there, like Licking on a Jawbreaker, on, on a merry-go-round, merry-go-round mm-hmm,
0: and exactly. she's talking about the history of Jawbreakers. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a weird movie. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Should yeah. we move on to our award season? Mm-hmm.
1: And as you know. Ruining our childhood like this high school. Always award season. Right. We give out two awards every week. The first is the Victorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. Who did you give your award to?
0: There was a couple candidates.
1: That's an understatement.
0: But I ended up giving it to Zach. Oh. Who, I don't even know the actor's name. I can look it up real quick because I have it pulled open. Chad Christ?
1: And fun fact about him, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so he's super famous. Well, I
0: looked on IMBD, and I, his last acting credit was 2001, So, yeah. and he was only in, like, five things. So who knows five. what he's doing? He could be, like, a lawyer. He could be, um, I like
1: to say that's five too many.
0: Right? He wasn't so much bad <laughs> as not great. <laughs> he
1: He wasn't so much bad as he was terrible
0: he he wasn't bad to where i was like man why is he in the scene but he just was like blah he Mm -hmm. was like just white bread he
1: He, was just good and good looking enough that he was believable that he would be a love interest to rebecca Gayhart, and we don't care how bad of an actor or how untrained he is as an actor go ahead and cast him
0: he had the good hair and he was kind of he reminded me of if you've ever seen a John Tucker Must Die, he reminded me of the character that Penn Badgley plays, mm-hmm. who is this, like, guy with kind of long, nice hair. Mm-hmm. He had long hair in that movie. Maybe we need to watch that
1: movie, because mm-hmm. it's amazing. John Tucker Must Die. If um, I'm watching some of them with Penn Badgley, it's you.
0: I love that show. That
1: show's amazing.
0: Um. Anyway, so, but Penn Badgley's, like, this charming actor mm-hmm. who's kind of good at his job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Him... No, this guy? No. Chad Chad Christ? Chad Christ. Not great. And there was a scene where he's talking to Rebecca on the stage Mm -hmm. because he's he's in drama. They have to say that 30 times so you don't forget. And
1: then he has to sit on a stage so you remember. He's in drama.
0: drama. And he's telling her, like, I see you checking me out and I've checked you out or something. It was just horrible. And obviously he didn't write the dialogue.
1: But, but he's reading it.
0: He did not make the dialogue <laughs> any better with his acting. <laughs> so that was my pick. Who was yours?
1: I gave it to superstar actress Rebecca Gayhart. And uh, a good one. fun fact, there is a scene where she's, it's the scene where she's standing by the bus. And uh, I want to say it's Judy Greer is driving a car and uh, Ro- Rose McGowan's driving a car and they drive by and they almost hit her. Right. Which, fun fact about Rebecca Gayhard, she killed someone in a vehicular homicide.
0: <laughs> so that's eerily.
1: Yeah, like two years after this movie came out. So, good times. My issue, which I never thought Rebecca Gayhard was a great actress. Um, I she was think? just pretty. Exactly. I, I just remember, honestly, her in this. And then she was um, Luke Perry's wife on 90210. She was in Urban Legends, too. Do you
0: remember that movie?
1: A little bit. But That's the only other movie I yeah. remember her from, really. So but she's obviously again, 90210. Like, like she got where she is because she's pretty. Yeah. She has uh,
0: big eyes. She looks like... Like Disney like, princess. Uh,
1: yeah. She's the living embodiment of a Disney princess with pretty curly hair. She's confronting Rose McGowan... And there's a scene where she's going to push her against the locker. <laughs> and you can tell Rebecca Gayhart basically lightly placing her hand on Rose McGowan's shoulder. And Rose McGowan kind of just slowly steps backwards. And it's the worst acting ever.
0: I thought that scene was horrible. I almost changed my my mind on my candidate Fringious. because You're of like, that scene. Oh my!
1: I, when I watched it, I was just like, I kind of went back and forth because like you said... Julie Benz, for as good as she is on Dexter and other stuff, she was awful in this movie. Rebecca Gayhart, I don't know why you ever tried acting; you should have just stuck to modeling. Oh <laughs> and Rose McGowan another. had her moments where I was like, "Ee," but at the same time, like she wasn't that bad. Yeah. The three of them were pretty
0: terrible. We're being attacked. And it, you, you can hear, can that. hear the drive-by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't joke about
1: that. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> there was a flyover, folks. I don't know.
0: They probably can't even yeah. hear it. No. There's times. No, they're where just
1: gonna they're gonna hear like nothing and they just hear us going, We're being attacked, and then me making a bomb noise and like.
0: There's times on some of the other podcasts we listen to, they're like, Can you hear that? What is that noise? Blah, blah, blah. and yeah. then you're like you can't hear anything. Can't hear thing. Yeah. But then there's times where I'm like, I breathe wrong and you can hear it. Yeah. Should we move on?
1: I think we shall.
0: The next category or award as is- <laughs> as it is, is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who was your pick?
1: I gave it to superstar actress born Judith Evans. That would be fucker Judy Greer. I always enjoyed Judy Greer. And it kind of, it's interesting that I would say up until about 10 years ago, every character she ever was cast in, she's this mousy girl that i've ever that i movies that at least i had seen her and like she was in uh what women want with um, mel gibson mm-hmm. and she always plays this mousy character and i think it's i don't know why but that's what they cast her as which that's what she is at the beginning when she's fern yeah. fern mayo what a weird name but <laughs> then like when they switch her over to Violet as they would say her name she becomes this like smooth talking cool person which i'm like if casting directors would have just watched this movie they would have known she could have done both yeah so i thought she was really good she was the only one that i felt actually brought something to her character so i super enjoyed her and as you can tell like we really didn't reference anything bad with her character although there was a scene where where they're throwing things at her Uh and she's just like laying in the middle of the hall and everyone ignores her and she's got like a bandage wrapped around her head
0: because she she fell yeah yeah earlier and then she came out of the nurse's office and that's when everybody's throwing stuff at her because they're like how dare you be the their nerdy girl who is surprisingly not that bad looking once you did your hair and wore some nicer clothes
1: she's put on a little lipstick i guess she's just been in a absolute ton of stuff man. no
0: i love judy greer yeah. and she was also my pick if you couldn't guess by me going you, you son her. of a bitch she, it's because of that because she could go from this mousy nerdy girl mm-hmm. to all of a sudden she's confident and she can pull off both i kind of disagree with you on the mousy part because the one movie i remember her from is 13 going on 30 mm-hmm. where she plays the bitchy best friend oh and she's confident and she owns herself so but she's also a horrible person. So
1: that's true.
0: Do you not remember that movie that
1: much? I, a little bit. Oh. But now I'm thinking of like she was in the movie Three Kings, which mm-hmm. uh, one of my brother's childhood friends was in the movie. So we went and saw it in theaters and everything. And I remember she plays a news reporter, but there's like two news reporters. And one of them's Nora Dunn, and she plays the other one. And Nora Dunn's like the legit news reporter. Right. And she's like supposed to be the hot, sexy one, and like she bangs George Clooney in the movie. Nice. <laughs> so it's like I don't like, know
0: if I've ever seen that movie, to be honest with you.
1: I'll have to watch it one time. It's really good.
0: Yeah, I and she's always kind of plays the best friend. I think she's been in a bunch of romantic comedies where yeah. she does play the best friend. I I just see her as that type of character. Mm-hmm. Um, recently she's been in a lot of other things. She's been in Ant Man. Yeah. Ant Man and the
1: Wasp. And yeah. The Wasp. So,
0: but I agree with you. She was the only one to me that was enjoyable to watch Mm -hmm. and I didn't mind Rose McGowan. I, when I was a kid, I thought she was the worst, like the villain, obviously. And I didn't really like her, but I did think some of her lines were funny. And I was like, I wish I could be as confident as her, Mm -hmm. but I agree. Judy Greer was definitely the only good thing about this movie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Pam Greer wasn't bad. And Carol Kane
1: was, Carol Kane was delightful. actually. Yeah. She
0: was so nice and people are so mean to her. Yeah. I fucking hate teenagers, man.
1: Uh, Agreed.
0: <laughs> I, I love that as an adult, I'm just like so angry at teenagers when they're mean to teachers and authority figures yeah. who are trying to be nice. Yeah. It's one thing. I know there's plenty of movies where the principal or the authority figure is like an asshole. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, oh, any behavior towards them that's negative is kind of warranted. But when, when there's just a nice lady who... It's just trying to be helpful and be there for the children. They're, like, flipping her off and making fun of her. I'm just like, oh.
1: Because there's always shitheads. Like, I remember uh, my brother, he had a teacher who was obsessed with Willie Nelson. Mm -hmm. And these asshole kids, he had all of his Willie Nelson CDs at school. And these asshole kids stole his Willie Nelson CDs. And my brother was, like, telling me, he's just like, everyone's like, dude, that's so effed up. Because, A... He was the nicest teacher. Yeah. He was the teacher who I had him in, as an English teacher when I was a senior. He would always call you your last name, Mr. or Miss, because he's like, you're an adult. And if you're expected to call me this, you're an adult now. So yeah. I should call you that back. And I remember my brother, it was like a bunch of the kids got together and they took up a, a collection, replaced oh, nice. his Willie Nelson collection and bought him tickets to go see Willie Nelson because they're like, That was so effed up.
0: Yeah. There's just so many, I think teenage, there's a lot of teenagers that still don't, like it takes them a while to get that conscience. Yeah. I know kids don't really have it or their kids are developing it. So there's, there's stuff that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Should we move on to our final thoughts?
1: Yes, we shall. (laughs) What's your final thought? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think it's the old, does it hold up to your adult standards? I thought it, here's the thing. I think, I, I don't think it's good. <laughs> and here's uh, the thing, <laughs> it's not a good movie. I think when I watch it, I go, it seems like it's a bad knockoff of Heather's. It is, and it's truly a bad version of it. I think Heather's is a much, they accomplish the same thing, and they accomplish it much better. Yeah, it's more enjoyable. It's darker. It's funnier. It's, it's more. This it's movie, clever. Yeah, this movie, like, uh, it's got bad acting. It's got everything you want in life bad acting, bad writing. The only part that I liked was the soundtrack.
0: The soundtrack was good. Yeah. But I also consider this movie came out in a year I feel like a slew of teen a- movies came yes. out and a lot of them are forgettable, but as a kid I latched on to them because there wasn't tons to latch
1: onto. Yeah. You bring up a valid point. This came out like a couple weeks before uh, Cruel Intentions.
0: Yeah. And then American Pie came out that year. I'm pretty sure there's more. I know there's a couple other teen comedies that I own that weren't, you know, on the same caliber as like American Pie Mm -hmm. in popularity that maybe we need to consider watching because I doubt that they'll be as good, like whatever it takes, which was a personal favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it holds up. I did enjoy watching it again because I think the things I like about it are... I love the clothes Mm -hmm. because it reminds me of when I was a kid, I idolized their clothes. Yeah. I thought their clothes were amazing. Kind of like watching Clueless Mm -hmm. where I I still think their clothes are amazing, but it's these bright colors and they're, it's, but it's kind of bad when, when your movie, when that's the only thing that stands out is the music and the clothes. Yeah. Obviously a movie like Clueless, which you could also compare it to in the sense of had amazing, memorable clothes Mm -hmm. and music. Also was a really well done movie.
1: All you got to say is two words. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Boom. That's Donald Faison. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need. Paul Rudd and um, make so it, makes everything better.
0: I would definitely maybe rewatch it if I like found it on Netflix or something. But... I put it
1: in the same boat as like we said a couple weeks ago with uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Like it's a terrible movie, but there's it's entertaining. Yeah. I can't remember the one that we watched a few weeks prior to that where we're like, no, I have no desire to ever watch this again. It was that bad. Whereas yeah. I'm like, these, I'm like, yeah, I'd watch it again. But it wasn't, wasn't good. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know.
0: Also, fun fact, because I was just thinking of like all the movies we've done. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I realized this, but they're redoing The Craft. Yes. The, yeah. So if you haven't really listened to a lot of our episodes, we do review The Craft.
1: Back in the archives.
0: Yeah. Check, check it out because like we have some something. words about that movie yeah, yeah. so yeah i mean that's it for us guys this one did not hold up no. let us know what you think if you want just head over to our facebook page leave it leave us a message mm-hmm. we would be really interested in knowing what you think of all the movies reviewed you know which ones you disagreed with
1: yeah yeah if you ones think it held up them? and be like you know tell me and ashley yeah that we're fight us fight us i'll fight you back with words. Yeah, no, I'm not going to actually come fight you. You'd kick my butt. I, I'm not a good fighter. As always, we ask that you possibly leave us a review and throw us a subscribe on the old uh, Toony Tunes. Yes. And also, you know, if you like
0: it, tell a friend, please. Yeah, tell a friend. Um, or like Brian said before.
1: If you don't like it, tell, tell an, an enemy. An enemy. An enemy. Give us a follow on... Take a shot on Instagram at childhood.
0: And Facebook also at ruining our childhood. Mm-hmm.
1: And then over on the tweets at Rooney, or R O C Sorry, at R O C Movie Podcast. I can't talk or yeah. read apparently.
0: Yeah, it's like right in front of you, man. It's
1: literally written down for me.
0: Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I don't know why my voice went up high yeah. like that. Yeah. Thank you so much for First listening. Night, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.